Hello, lovelies. Welcome to Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. In this podcast, you will find that there is no topic off limits and that we talk about just about everything that might be on your mind when it comes to knowing yourself, growing yourself, and the entire process of spiritual awakening. You will hear lots of laughter and hopefully join in, and you will hear the occasional four-letter word. You will definitely hear some inspiration, and occasionally you might even get your ass kicked. Come hang out and see what it's all about. Let's do this. You guys, I want you to put the ball down. I realize today that we're all spending way too much time playing ping pong. We're just bouncing back and forth from one thing to the next. We're we're not remembering to be present. We're not remembering to be all in. We're going back and forth between work and family, between this thought and that thought, between this kid and that kid, between this day and that day. It's too much. Most of us have realized that the whole 2020 of it all asked us to slow down. Now we're in 2021 and things are slowly turning back to a different normal. People, I know a lot of people are sick of the phrase new normal, but we don't want it to be the same normal. I mean, let's be clear. Ping pong. If your mind is bouncing from one thing to the next or back and forth from this idea to that idea, we were raised at one point in time, we were taught, in fact, in schools, it was normal. We were, in fact, when I first started teaching back in the late 90s, we were expected to put this huge focus on multitasking. We created a generation of people who like just bounce back and forth from one thing to the next and, and struggle to finish anything. A lot of people of all ages are getting an ADHD or an ADD diagnosis. Now, some people truly need this, okay? But for a lot of people, it is a trained way of thinking. And for others, it is a defense mechanism. It is a survival strategy. If at some point in your life, usually childhood, but sometimes other times, there was too much going on and you found yourself easily sucked down into thought holes of, fear, depression, whatever else, right? Your brain may have started trying to protect you by jumping around. Jumping around, playing pinball. Guys, ping pong is supposed to be on a table. Pinball is a machine. Our minds need to be calmer. They want to be. Tell your mind, thank you. Thank you for trying to protect me. But I'm a grown up. And I can shift my focus if I find myself slipping too deeply into something that is not productive. And then show yourself, show your mind, show your spirit that this is true. Get present. This is not magic, you guys. It's not like you say, I'm going to get present, and then you get present. We have to use our techniques and our skills. I find it really interesting. I talked to somebody today who's all about like homeopathic remedies and stuff like that, but doesn't believe that she should have to use mental tips and tricks to keep herself on track, right? Beloved, you have your five senses for a reason. If you're not using them to help calm yourself, to help 
refocus your thinking to get you to put down the ping pong paddle and be present for a minute or two here and there, you're making a mistake. Use your five senses, they're a part of who you are. Take a minute, feel your butt bones on the chair. Take some slow, deep breaths. Listen to what you can hear. Right now, I hear the rain outside and I hear, I don't know, the air conditioner or something. If I take those two sounds and I focus on them and I try to make them equal in value, my mind calms and quiets quite a bit. It takes a lot of effort. It's not hard. It just takes effort. If that's not enough, if I focus on my feet are cold (laughs) right now, I think about what am I feeling? and those sounds at the same time, my mind gets quieter. If that's not enough, you say, what do I see? You don't just look at everything like, oh, there's everything. You really pay attention. What do I see? I see the gray curtains. I see the crystal on my desk. I see my soundboards that not only have the glue showing because my husband had never made them before when he made them for me, but they also have quite a bit of cat hair on them. Like just noticing without judgment, using my sight, I pull in my, mo- my, my senses and my mind gets quiet. Use this. This is real. It is a tool that is innately in you. Why do we resist? Use repetition when you need to. This is ceremony. This is ritual. It is all we used to have back in the day when we first started as people before we added in so much input into our world, right? People would do the same thing again and again, whether it's say the same prayer, right? Think about people doing their rosary, right? They touch every bead, right? Buddhism has a similar thing where they they touch each bead, right? This is just to give you, one, some of your senses, right? I'm touching it. I'm feeling it. It it takes up space. It is concrete. That helps me be grounded in my body in this world. Use the things that you've learned from me and others. Tell yourself the truth. Use your denials to accompany your affirmations. Listen to my voice or someone else's. If you can't focus, combine these things. You're using your hearing right now. If you're having trouble focusing on me, think about how your body is. Are you heavy in the chair? Gently rub your hand to activate your feeling, your touch senses. Get some of this in place with you. One of the things they do nowadays for children is they give them fidgets, right? They give them something to play with, something to squeeze, right? Maybe a textured seat cushion. The only mistake here is that they're not always explaining to the children why that utilizing these other senses helps quiet the mind. We should do this for ourselves. These things exist for a reason. We got to put the ball down. Why are we playing ping pong like it's a superpower? 
set a timer, you guys. This is super helpful. I talked to a lot of people this week, actually, um, who have kids, a couple people who have a lot of kids, and they have trouble having time for them and being present with them. But what they don't realize is if you set a timer for 20 minutes and you give your child 20 minutes, play checkers, draw a picture, listen to them go on and on about their favorite YouTube star or freaking video game or whatever, give them that 20 minutes where you are fully present. Don't allow your mind to wander off to work or something else so that you haven't exercised in years or whatever it is. Look at them. Pay attention. Notice the color of their eyes. Not just, oh, they're blue, but look at the speckles, right? Even if it means you notice their pores or something, just pay attention. Add in your senses. Listen to their voice, the one that you're going to want to remember once it starts cracking and gets different. Like, really find a way to be present. Your senses almost always are that way. Give them that 20 minutes. And what you do is you save an hour or two of them doing everything they can to get your attention. They don't even know what they're doing. They know they need something and they don't know what it is. You know what it is. I know what it is. They just need a few minutes of deep connection. They need to know this is real. They need to be able to be present and in their bodies and fully seen. And we can give that to them. Not just our children, guys. Our, our friends, our loved ones, the checkout girl at the grocery store. Being present is a gift we give to ourselves and to everyone else. Just be present. Use your senses. Let them help you. Quit playing ping pong in your head. I'm here. I'm not. I'm here. I'm not. I should be at work. I didn't read that book for book club. I didn't do this. Just, just, shh. Stand in the hallway. Have we talked about this before? I call it the peace hallway. You know, if you've been listening for very long, and I don't mean today, I mean at all, I believe, I know, and science supports that our brain needs things to be concrete, to, to take place at least theoretically in the physical world. So when your mind is all over the place, imagine, see yourself in a hallway, and the hallway is lined with rooms, and each of those rooms has a name, work, spouse, Kid, 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 mom, exercise, whatever it is. Go down the hallway and shut the doors. I'm not at work. Shut the door. My husband's not home. Shut the door. Shut all the doors just for at least a moment. And sit in that peace hallway. Take the actual time to take three slow breaths. Beloved, it takes like 60 seconds. And yet I even find myself resisting taking the moment to take those three deep breaths. Just take them. It's worth it. Take them. And you can stay there or you can pick one of those doors to open back up. I'm going to open the door to my son. I'm going to go play Mortal Kombat like he's been asking me to for a week. Eventually, you can leave all those doors open and everything stays in its room. But until that moment, be 
you stop and you shut the doors as often as you have to. You're hanging out with your best friend and that work door keeps swinging open. Just keep shutting it ever so gently. Just keep shutting it. Even if that means you do a physical motion, right? You just reach up and you and you move your hand to the side like you're shutting the door. If he asks you what you're doing, tell him because what's going to happen is you're going to teach him something he needed to know too. We can shut the door, right? The only time that type of thinking is toxic is if it's something that we need to heal, right? If you're trapping an emotion in there and just leaving it there to get big and hairy and ugly, that's not going to work, right? If there's a conversation you need to have with somebody, right? It's okay to shut it in there. If this is not the right time, you've all probably heard me say, if my husband's tired, it's not the right time. Sometimes I have to shut the door and say, this is going to come back later, but I have to make sure I don't bolt that door, that I go back and I open it again (laughs) to have that conversation when the timing is right. I'm not telling you to put things away and ignore them forever. I'm telling you we can find quiet and we can find peace and we should. And if we rename success as self-mastery, then when we don't do that, we'll be like, damn it, (laughs) right? We'll find value. We'll allow ourselves to do it because that's success. How did we end up defining success as doing everything at once? How did we end up defining success as worrying? Who decided that? I know some people think that to love someone is to worry. You know, there's a famous thing that people say, you know, something about having a child is like having a piece of your heart walking around outside of you. Well, that just implies that we're meant to be angsty, to worry. Beloved, that doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help us, and it certainly doesn't help that person or our job or anything else that needs to be accomplished. It just makes us anxious. It just makes us fearful. And it robs us of our peace and our happiness. Yes, we have emotions, okay? Every day, on any given day, on every given day, you are likely to have a gamut of emotions. At some point, you are probably going to be irritated. At some point, you might be sad. At some point, you might be tired, annoyed, buoyed, (laughs) buoyed, (laughs) bored, whatever it is. Those emotions don't own us. They just pass right through like an odor in the room. And it's all about what do we choose? Am I going to beat it around? Am I going to think that I have to hold it at the same time as everything else? No. If you can let it go, let it go, let it float on by on the breeze. If you can shut the door, shut the door. Take a breath. Even for the slightest moment, to just focus on what you can hear. Turn off the TV. That's not what I'm talking about. Just listen. What can I hear? I hear the wind. I hear that that weird sound that most of us can hear when we get quiet. That's probably all of our technology. (laughs) Okay. I can hear a bird, I think. How long did that take me? 
20 seconds at the most. Not only do I feel more calm and peaceful, but you probably do too. And even the energy in this room seems like it's slowed down. I just slowed down time. And in doing so, I will be more productive. When you don't think you have time is when you should slow down. Because if you don't, you're going to trip and fall. You're going to say the wrong thing. You're going to hurt somebody's feelings. And you're not going to be able to, at the end of the day, say today was a success because I exhibited self-mastery. I chose if I was going to be in a tizzy or not. I chose if I would be fearful or not. I chose. I chose calm. I chose to be deliberate. I chose to be present. And that in itself is a victory. And if you miss the mark, or when you remember the moment that you missed the mark, no regret, only wisdom. I'm going to check that box because I will do better next time. Check the box. No more chaos. Chaos is a choice. Even if someone else is bringing it to you on a silver platter, it's a choice. You don't have to pick it up. You don't have to say yes. You don't have to own that. Until next time, beloved. Namaste.